Hi, this is Nate and Joe from Theology of Everything, and today we're going to be discussing the theology of sports. I think Joe and I are actually pretty good people to to do this sort of thing. We've both been athletes. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I really go so far as to say that I'm an athlete now. I, I do kind of like to joke around that I used to be an athlete. <laughs> but yeah, sports is something that I love, something that we're both very fond of. We like engaging with Definitely. it. I follow, well, I'm Canadian, so mostly the NHL very closely. I really enjoy that, but uh, I also enjoy theology, and I think it's really cool to look at the way they intersect with each other. Yeah, I think it's definitely worthwhile looking at how sports, but even like in a broader sense, competition, what place it has in amongst Christians and in Christians' uh, interactions with non-Christians as well. Yeah, so from that side, that's true. And then I would also say even the frivolousness of sports and games Mm -hmm. in general and how beneficial that can be uh, Mm -hmm. in someone's life or or cannot be. Because I think you got to leave room for that too. Yeah, Um, I can definitely definitely take over someone's life but can definitely i think add benefit to yeah. the person's time i was reading an article i think it was like when the super bowl was happening and it was i think it was in like the daily bonnet or something like that which is often very funny and it was kind of fake quoting john piper they were kind of like doing a little bit about what would it be like if john piper was part of the broadcast crew for <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they just had him going off about, oh, this is so sad. Look at these these grown men wasting their lives in these useless pursuits. Uh, it's like, he's so sad because they're not putting this time towards God and all that sort of stuff. But it was, yeah. it was really well done, actually. Um, I quite enjoyed it. But it brings yeah. up a good point. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does a person decide if spending, times, uh, spending time on games, sports, or competition, if that's beneficial for them? And if it is, how much time? Uh, and if you were uh, happening to do it for a profession, how do you do that in a way that honors God? Yeah, and I think, I mean, even for those of us who aren't going to be doing it for a profession. Most uh, of us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> people like me who are not going to be doing that as a profession. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not ruling it out yet. I'm still All young. Right. Yeah, you're still <laughs> young, Joe. You still got to yeah. a good two years before you're over the hill. Oh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but how do, I mean, how do we engage in that too? How do we do that in a way that honors God and in a way that, you know, displays his character in the midst of mm-hmm. competition? And I think, yeah, it's a really interesting and pertinent thing to talk about because whether it's sports or otherwise, even like card games or whatever, nearly all of us engage in competition of some sort. And I think a very large percentage of people tend to enjoy it. Definitely. I would. I'm a proponent of, of healthy competition. And I think the big issue is realizing when competition goes sour and then, then recognizing that. Uh, and if you're in the midst of it, turning uh, either turning it around and making it, keeping it beneficial or stopping it and readjusting. Say either maybe I need to stop this now and 
come back to it later, or maybe I just need to stop this particular competition period. Yeah. I was doing some research preparing for this. I came across a scholarly article uh, from a Christian perspective, which argued that uh, sport and play were kind of implicit in the creation narrative in the first couple of chapters mm-hmm. of Genesis. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a really interesting argument, actually. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't been thinking about this for long, but I don't know exactly how much stock I would put in it, but mm-hmm. it, it brought up some interesting points. Yeah, it's a definitely an interesting concept because I think that obviously the Bible says, and I believe that we are made in the image of God, and after the fall, it's a corrupt image. Yeah. But uh, the, the good parts of mankind, all the good parts come directly from God. All who we are come from God. So if if competition, if if play is, if we decide that's a good part of who man is, then likely that's something that we get from God. Uh, yeah, so they're supposed to enjoy it. Enjoy the creation for the en- enjoyment of its own sake, I guess, is the argument. Yeah, so it's interesting, but like I said, I don't know how much stock I would put in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Obviously, I, I haven't read it, but just on a first like hearing of that, my mind kind of flirts towards Christian hedonism and like a worry that like if we're basing our condoning of sports and of play based off of our enjoyment of them, then that's something somewhere we might be like cautious of. I think it it's supposed to be kind of enjoyment of what God has created mm-hmm. uh, and God saying, yeah. yes, enjoy this, this good thing that I've made step mm-hmm. into it and take care of it and develop it and enjoy it yeah. and enjoy it because that's good and it's good and I've created it to be so. So yeah. enjoy it for that reason. And if that's the argument, then I can, I can take several steps towards getting on board with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'd have to, I think, still take a few more steps to get to the point of, okay, yeah, this directly relates to sports and play. It, but it very I, I can much, see a foundation. Totally. I think it very much de- depends on how you define sport and how you define yeah. play and all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yeah. And is is play the same as, as sport? Is there a separation between that? Is professional sports a whole new deal? Is organized sports a whole new deal? So yeah, I, I think a lot of that is kind of what it's what the the article delves into. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, also there's this idea that along with the fall of creation came the fall of sport and the fall of play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which only makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, there's some interesting things to play with, but I think even if we look at sport, kind of the way that I think a lot of the world looks at it, even aside from Christianity, mm-hmm. just kind of generally, yeah. people generally accept sport as a good thing. And yeah. there's there's good reasons for that. People cite life lessons, being a part of a team, have something bigger than yourself. But those are mm-hmm. all those are all good things. Um, Very much so. But I, I mean, personally, I do think there's a limit to how much sports can be that. And I think there's definitely a danger of sports starting to become kind of an idol that fills that void, fills that space that mm-hmm. that really God 
and intimacy with him and connection with his body, being one with the body of Christ and with Christ himself through that body uh, is actually supposed to fill. Yeah, definitely. I think that a good point. I mean, it comes in the approach of, of a person. So if you're coming into sports and you're thinking, oh, yeah, sports is kind of the end game here. Like I'm like participating in this sport because I enjoy the sport because I like the sport. I like what the sport gives to me. And you start thinking like, oh, yeah, this is why I like this sport, because it gives me exercise. It gives me enjoyment. It gives me friendship, camaraderie. Those are all good things that you're gaining as a as a cause of the sport. But I think we have to approach it with this idea in mind that you're participating in this sport in a God, you have to, with God as the end game, with God as the idea of, oh, I'm still doing this to honor God. I'm still doing this as a way to uh, learn more about him. You know, when I participate in a team, I get an idea of what it's like to be in the body of Christ. I get an idea of what it might be like in the future to, you know, fully experience being united with Christ. Specifically for us, it makes sense to kind of look at sports and theology to do with that uh, in a North American context. Uh, kind of as per usual, because that's where we're from. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's been some very good examples of godly Christian athletes, Definitely. and some even that kind of hit the big time. I mean, even even looking at someone like Tim Tebow, like that's probably who most people will think of first, right? And he's very vocal, very outspoken about his mm-hmm. faith and about kind of giving glory to God. And sometimes yeah. they comes across as a bit cheesy and yeah definitely maybe almost so much that maybe it's not genuine but i i think it is um i do mm-hmm. from what i've seen of the guy he seems to i mean it it seems like he really believes it and that's mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to right so yeah and that's a pretty great image right there we've got that and then we've got i mean there's other tons of other kind of christian athletes that mm-hmm. are kind of claiming christians but yeah you know you look either at what they're doing on the field or on the ice or on the court or in their in their personal lives and it's like wow you're he's kind of yeah. a dirty player and oh that guy's mixed up in some domestic violence issues that's that's not very godly mm-hmm. so i mean as much as that kind of platform gives you a, a place to evangelize from and to be a a beacon, I guess, a good role model mm-hmm. for other Christians. It really sets you up for big fault, too. In, in some ways, I think it's similar to some of the things that like a, a pastor might have to consider or anyone really who's in the spotlight has to consider that their sins are not personal sins uh, anymore. Their sins are communal. And that's something I think we forget. Uh, and that's that's not just true for people who are in the spotlight. I think uh, North America, like, particularly views sins as very individual uh whereas a lot of times we have things that like your sin doesn't just affect you it affects your community and when your community is millions of people who watch you on tv or who look up to you through your uh skill in sports then your sin is going to affect millions of people you know it's not the the young kid who uh watches a football player or a baseball player or about like whatever major sports star and sees oh hey they're a christian that's awesome like i have i have someone representing me and teaching me what it's like 
to be Christian, and then they see, oh, this guy, like you said, is mi- mixed up with all this different bad stuff. You know, everyone has sin, obviously. Uh, I think it's Augustine simultaneously uh, a sinner and not, right? Yeah. Christians are not suddenly devoid of all sin. You know, you're not suddenly Sad. never going to sin again. Sad. But when you're a sports star and you have that in the news and that stuff comes out, it's affecting more than just you. Yeah, it's kind of that um, already not yet picture. And mm-hmm. it's also a little bit of we're, we're a new creation, you know, um, and that's yeah. who we are. That's our identity. Once we become a Christian, once we accept Christ and the Holy Spirit renews us, but we're also in that process of being renewed and we're still kind of being affected temporally in our earthly bodies and in our earthly lives by past sins and even by current sins. Like we can be a new creation and continue on sinning and, mm-hmm. and we do. Uh, everyone does. I mean, anyone who says they don't sin, that person is a liar. Yeah. Uh, that's biblical. I mean, obviously, we want there to be progression and growing closer to Christ and, and the Spirit renewing our, our soul yeah. and yeah. to have that happening and to see the results of that, too. The growing of the fruits of the Spirit and different things like that. I think this brings up an interesting question. If competition if sports is something that causes you to sin does that is that somewhere where maybe we need to look at and say oh maybe you shouldn't compete maybe you shouldn't play this sport i think for sure my answer is yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i think anytime that's the case i mean that question has to be asked that doesn't mean that you'll necessarily end up in the affirmative on that but i mean i think Mm -hmm. you have to ask Every time we sin, I think we should be asking, do I need to stay away from whatever it was that caused this, that whatever activity I was engaged in that helped me or dragged me down or mm-hmm. led me into this trap? And I think competition's no different. But mm-hmm. even more than that, I think it's interesting to look at even the following of sports and how that causes us to sin. I have experienced that through watching sports, and I'll admit, like, I love my Canucks. I do. They're they're dear to me. And not the same way that Christ is, not not in the least. But I I truly enjoy watching my Canucks hockey and following that. And I know that I definitely have experienced I mean, I'm even gonna go so far as to say hatred toward players on other teams for really dirty shots that have happened or whatever else, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, to be honest, that's part of what I love about sports is, is the emotion involved, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you start building up those rivalries with other teams, it kind of feels good, you know, to, to really get in there and be passionate about this. And this is my team. I'm going to, you know, really, really mm-hmm. cheer for it. I'm a, really a part of this, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not just a fan. I'm part of this team. Mm-hmm. And those other teams, yeah. that that Blackhawks team that knocked us out of the playoffs <laughs> so many years in a row, I don't like those guys. I really don't like them. Uh-huh. And, then, and then that Marchant guy who plays for Boston, man, he is dirty. And he goes to hurt people and does it on purpose. And it's dangerous. Man, there can be some... Mm-hmm hatred building up in my heart yeah. from that and i know that's not good that's not good it 
it's harmful yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, I can I can see it as there too. Yeah, it certainly has but, the potential to be there. Yeah, that's another interesting point. There, I think, is uh, the concept of rivalry, especially I think as it relates to Christians from different parts of the country or different countries or whatever. You know, I don't follow hockey that much, but I went to school in Chicago. I would root for the Blackhawks over the Canucks any day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But then, yeah. like, you know, obviously, like, how does that work out uh, between friends, between two brothers in Christ? Like, yeah. you know, obviously, I still I still love you, even though you root for the Canucks. I, <laughs> you should be I, I hope me. You say, <laughs> I hope you can say the same, even though I would root for the Blackhawks over them. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and I think that's another uh, danger, especially when uh, the New Testament is very clear about valuing your bond as brothers in Christ over other bonds, over national bonds, over uh, geographical bonds. Over they don't say it specifically because they didn't have sports teams the same way that we did back then, but. Should value our brothership in Christ over uh, our bond to any particular sports team. Yeah, I think that's an obvious one. Um, uh-huh. It's pretty yeah. easy to to see that that's the way it should go. Yeah, um, I do think I think there's room to reprove and even deplore dangerous and aggressive actions that take place within a sport mm-hmm. that are clearly malicious. Um, oh, I actually think that's okay. I, I don't think it's good when it goes so far as to, to building up hate within someone. And I mean, I'm sure maybe if I met Marshawn, I would feel differently. I kind of doubt it because <laughs> you, you see some of his personality. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think we get along very well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's fine. Uh, what I'm getting out of this is yeah, you're calling out uh, Marshawn publicly. Uh, on this podcast yes that's right yeah right now i'm saying <laughs> right, here, right now. needs to repent of that <laughs> dangerous yeah aggressive uh-huh. display that he yeah. so often uses on mm-hmm. the ice and I, because I, I, I think definitely. i think someone's going to get very badly hurt at some point and that's that's bad that's not mm-hmm. a good thing and i'm worried for people's safety and sometimes it seems like he's enjoys it and yeah. i don't understand and it it hurts me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's all and i i definitely i'm not trying to defend uh this person i guess i don't follow hockey very much i can get that there's some sort of like gladiator uh type sense of enjoyment in physical conflict like there's something satisfying i think about a contact sport oh for sure but i think that we have that image of when it goes too far of people like him or uh you know i'd be much more like i follow football more than hockey so i would see more like uh you know Nadama kong su or people like that where it's like you know you actually like intentionally did something kind of dangerous not just for the enjoyment of physical contact but for the enjoyment of hurting or injuring somebody yeah uh, or even like to gain advantage over the other team you know yeah that's yeah. i mean um, that's mm-hmm. maybe just as bad and i, I should I should clarify with this criticism I have of Brad Marchand. The Canucks have had many players who don't necessarily or haven't necessarily played a clean game. And I haven't liked that either. That bothered me a lot as well. And when people end up injured, yeah, I felt I felt the same way. 
So it's not just this yeah. guy. He just happens to be uh, an easy target and someone who's yeah. particularly well known for that sort of play mm-hmm. currently. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I don't personally like the team that I probably follow sports wise the most is the Oakland Raiders. And I get uh, more upset when I see players on my team do those things. Right. Yeah, I, definitely. I, I, I do not like it when other players in any sport do like dirty hits or are out to injure people. But when I see someone from, from like what are you talking about, we identify with our team sometimes and something and that, that can be okay. Uh, and sometimes it can go too far, but like I see someone like, I think, Oh, this is my team. My team is better than that. Yeah. Right. And then they're not. <laughs> and you have to like face it like, dang it. Come on, dude. You're it's not okay. I'm and holding I, you I to a higher standard. Don't you know that? Come on. <laughs> and obviously they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the, you know, there's a pretty like uh, internet famous fight between like Michael Crabtree, who's you know no longer on Oakland Raiders and Aqib Tlaib from the Broncos. And I like, I didn't like the way that Aqib Tlaib acted, but in my mind I was like, yo, like Crabtree, I get it but you got to be better than that. Yeah. And I think that's partially also from how I was taught by my coaches, my parents growing up in sports of, I should be better than that. Right. Yeah, when I'm playing totally. sports uh, or even like an example of this from my own life in uh, playing soccer in high school, I had a, uh, a buddy getting, getting a fight during a soccer match and I was in goal. I was a keeper. The fight happened on the other side of the field. And I, as soon as I, start, I saw it happening, I started booking it over the fight. My goal was to tackle my own player and remove him from the fight because I'm like, hey, that's not okay. You're on my <laughs> team and you're not going to fight. You're going to be better than the other team. Yeah. Let let the other guy get thrown out because he has issues. Yeah. Don't don't stoop down to that level. You're going to be better than that. Totally. And I mean, I played football when I was younger, and yeah, there were there were a bunch of times when there'd be a fight. If not happening, then you know, like it's brewing. Happen. And yeah, there's a few times where I would go up and get between the guys and I'm facing my own player. You just, you push him back to our Jones sideline, right? Like, yeah. like, no, mm-hmm. we're not doing this. First of all, don't take this stupid penalty, but also yeah. <laughs> come on, this isn't good. This is not what we're about mm-hmm. um, as a team, as, as a team culture. And I think, I mean, a lot of team culture in sports can be very good if you've got good coaches and that's kind of been built that way, but it's, it's very interesting how, the best ones I find are usually built on Christian morals. Mm-hmm. And even there's a lot of traditions of like praying and having that be kind of, I have some problems with it because I think sometimes it can kind uh-huh. of get used as a tool to try and pump up the team or whatever, or like yeah. ensure right success, mm-hmm. which I think is just wrong. Yeah. I mean, especially there's likely Christian players on the other side too. And yeah. I think that sort of falls into the the whole God makes the sun shine on the the good and the evil alike mm-hmm. and all yeah. that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like that falls under the category of general grace, you know? Yeah. God's not going to help your team win. That would be, mm-hmm. be yeah. unethical, yeah. first of all. <laughs> but I mean, there's other issues besides. Yeah. Um, so for all you sports fans out there, for all you coaches, for all your players – if you've ever seen the, you know, multiple Bible verses that say uh, something along the lines of Jesus will answer your prayers and believe that if you pray for success for your sports teams, that it will happen. 
I have remorse to tell you that it will not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might win. It, yeah, that, that doesn't have anything connected to your <laughs> to your prayer, though. Yeah, they don't go together. <laughs> yeah, and mutually exclusive events. You praying and your sports team winning, not connected. <laughs> yeah, I will say though that I very much encourage praying for safety for for everyone mm-hmm. involved. Anytime any sort of sporting event is going on, because. And I mean, there's an inherent level of risk there. I think Mm -hmm. it's important to pray for that. I think nothing but good can come of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And safety definitely is a, so this is, uh, I played intramurals uh, sports in college. Funnily enough, it was actually not a great experience. A lot of unhealthy competition that went on uh, during my Christian college's intramural sports, uh, which I always ironic and uh works to try uh, i don't know if i got anywhere while i was there uh, but definitely worked to try to uh remedy but yeah we did have some interesting situations with that but safety and especially as i went through competing with other uh, brothers and brothers and sisters in christ praying that the glory of that competition went to god and the honor would be to him uh, was huge as well so safety yeah. definitely glory and honor to god i think that hits the nail on the head that sentiment right there when we're competing in sports or any anything else really i think it's paramount we be competing for the glory of god it can't be for our own glory or to prove something or whatever else i think anytime you start getting wrapped up in that i mean that's when things go sideways that's when Mm -hmm. that's when we lose focus of why we're doing what we're doing yeah i think i mean as a christian our lives, our purpose is to bring glory to God. And I know you like to tag on there and enjoy him forever. And I agree with that. I think it's okay if there's times when we're not necessarily finding a whole bunch of joy in that because that's yeah. that's just life. Um, yeah. But I think God is enjoyable and he wants us to enjoy him. And if we if we are coming in contact with him at all in any sort of way, if we have a heart that desires to know him, then we are going to enjoy him. We're going to enjoy mm-hmm. him every time. Yeah. But I think that's important in sports that mm-hmm. instead of saying, hey, we're competing against each other, it's, hey, we're coming into this competition together, mutually agreeing to compete with one another on opposite sides for the glory of God. And if we can on view opposite, it that way, yeah, that's, opposite sides, that's sports still. at its best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that in many things, not I was about to say, you can bring glory to God in everything, which I think is God ultimately does gain glory, gain the glory from everything, but not everything you do is necessary glorifying uh, in the best ways to him. But in many things, you can bring glory to God. Sports is one of those things, and I don't think that we need to stop playing sports as a whole to bring more glory to God. And even I, I had my sister had this one of my sisters did have someone suggest to her that she shouldn't play. She played softball in high school. She shouldn't play softball in high school so that she could spend her time doing things that would bring glory to God. And that's just not this is not the right way of thinking. I'm actually really looking forward to playing sports in heaven or oh, yeah. in new heaven and earth meet. Because I think I mean, I think when that happens everything we do, it's all going to be worship. And that doesn't mean we're just oh, yeah. going to be singing all the time. It means that 
every single activity that we undertake is going to be motivated toward glorifying God. And mm-hmm. we're going to be doing it with and through him in an ultimate sense. And wow, like to praise God with your body that way. That's amazing to me. And yes, yes. My, my church has a dance studio that runs through it. And that's their their whole message. Uh, that's their their whole thing is that mm-hmm. they are, you know, this is this is praise and worship and it's mostly girls, but there's they got some guys who mm-hmm. uh, take some classes there too. And it's it is, it's beautiful and it's amazing. And what they mm-hmm. do is it's it's art and it's athleticism and it's all in order to praise and worship God. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Which is something that doesn't happen uh, when your ultimate goal is just to win your competition. They do enter competitions though, which yeah, I didn't I didn't really know there were competitions for dance like oh, that. That's fine. <laughs> um, but there are. And apparently, it's a pretty big deal. But they're quite good. And yeah, that's, that's but awesome. but they're mm-hmm. that's not their ultimate purpose. And yeah, they make that very clear. That's part of what makes it so amazing. And uh, I think another clarifying point for me, while the ultimate goal is not to win, I think that when we do enter in serious competitions like that, there should be a seriousness about it, right? You know, you're not entering this competition for the frivolousness of entering a competition, like you're still uh, attempting to win, right? I think maybe a better way to phrase it, like you're competing with seriousness, you know? Uh, You're not just going to get in a competition with no intent of trying your best or no intent of winning. Sure. Uh, like you're, you're playing with integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way to put it. Cause uh, you did your, your identity should not be in whether or not you win or lose. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some truth that that old saying it's, it's not whether you win or lose, but it's how you play the game. That's true. And it, I mean, as far as playing fairly and, not cheating or whatever, but also don't, don't throw the game, you know, yeah. compete hard, do your best, yeah. make it a fair competition in that manner mm-hmm. too. be fair to yourself as well as the other team. But yeah. I, I do think there are, there are circumstances where there's a higher purpose than that too. And you'll see sports, you see it in marathons sometimes when someone will kind of like be coming close to the finish line and collapse and exhaustion. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll see these clips where, where someone who's coming behind them, maybe it's a teammate, but I think even more touching, sometimes it's not a teammate. And yeah. they'll, you know, you sometimes see them kind of just pass them and then look over their shoulder and they kind of turn around and come back and help the person up. And then they, they go yeah. through and they help them cross the finish mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. even like project them through the finish line ahead of them. And yeah. man, that's touching and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. I think, getting even closer to the heart of God in sport. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, how beautiful is that? Yeah. And another similar ish idea could be if you are a professional athlete and you're playing against amateurs, don't shove your athleticism down their throat. You know, like if you're ahead, uh, say like it's two football teams competing against each other and one team is ahead 49 zero, you know, you're not going to take an onside kick to, uh, try to get, try to make it fifty-six zero. Uh, there's like, elements of elements of mercy, elements of you're allowing competition where there's not necessarily a competition. You're lifting your brothers up despite 
any like skill difference you know you're helping an injured player off the field helping someone cross the finish line yeah these types of things or even or, like, i don't know if you take basketball as an example maybe like maybe you're someone who happens to be able to you know drive the basket and you know score on every drive but maybe instead i mean you're playing a casual game with some friends or whatever or like the ymca league or wherever mm-hmm. um maybe you start spreading the ball around instead of yeah. instead of doing that you know like yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't need to rack up these points we're gonna maybe even if we don't win this game maybe it's better and healthier for mm-hmm. me and for my team and for the other team and for the league in general for me yeah. not to try and dominate this league because i'm at just a higher level uh, yeah. maybe it's better for me to spread the ball around and give my teammates mm-hmm. a chance to shoot and maybe maybe we'll lose some games and uh, maybe that we wouldn't if i if i wasn't doing that but maybe this is better anyways so mm-hmm. i mean yeah. it all depends on circumstances and different things like that Certainly, too. yeah it's a pretty dynamic issue right to deal mm-hmm. with yeah very much so i want to talk for a little bit about i think that's important to talk about in our north american culture we have in the church we have this they have this concept of the sabbath right of this day of rest that we started doing on sunday uh on the resurrection day and you know it is supposed to be a time of time of rest time of holiness of being set apart unto god and it just so happens we have kind of a crazy amount of sports going on on sundays if you're anything like me um then you know you've been a part of jokes on sunday morning you know i'll be set up for church wherever talking with a couple of the other setup guys we talking about like you know we joke around about like oh you're going to be streaming the game on your phone during the sermon it's like yeah i'm not going to be picking up on anything today right and i mean that's that's clearly not right that's clearly uh-huh. not and i i don't do that i i do make jokes um <laughs> but i don't do that and i don't think you know the people who i'm joking with actually do either um i often sit with them and that's that's not what's going on yeah. but you know it wouldn't be really a stretch to see someone doing that i don't think i think i think that's a pretty huge problem mm-hmm. so yeah i mean how much of an idol are sports in that sense in our society today it's not just the playing of sports and getting carried away with that the the chasing after money and doing it and playing for those reasons instead of for god but how much time do we give to sports in a mm-hmm. week yeah. even to just watching sports and how mm-hmm. much time do we give to god to what extent can we do both at the same time mm-hmm. um yeah because i think to some extent you can like you can enjoy fellowship with some guys while watching the game or girls yeah, definitely you know there's lots of girls who love sports too i think there's a line there so yeah, maybe your thoughts on that, Joe, on on Sundays and and the extent to which sports have kind of mm-hmm. taken them over, and even you know, sports can very much look like a religion, and there's yeah. there's some danger in that. In, dress up in special outfits and uh, gather around a TV every Sunday definitely can look like a like religion. Well, yeah, it's a, I don't want to get too much into like the topic of the Sabbath, but definitely I think that sports can get in the way of our worship on a sunday they can get in the way of our time with god every week i think there's a place that like personally i can call myself out and i think we can also call uh maybe yeah call you out uh, maybe as an exhortation to our listeners Uh, if you 
maybe just something to consider. Imagine you watch a one sports game a week, which maybe you don't watch that many. Maybe you watch more. Uh, that's probably three to four hours of your time every week. I watch more. Yeah. <laughs> so at least three to four, at least four hours, maybe six or eight uh, hours of your time every week, whether that be in front of the TV or in the stadium. Uh, if it's in the stadium, you're probably devoting more time per game just to, to get there and experience the game. Yeah, especially uh, if you don't live close by. I live about two, two hours, two and a half hours away from the Bay Area. Uh, I haven't been to any of the Bay Area team's sporting events in uh, quite a while. But that would mean for me driving two to two and a half hours yeah, it's a whole to day. get there. And then to watch the to that extra time to park, get to the stadium, get food, like watch the game and get back home. Yeah, get day. food again before you go yeah, home. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a day. And then even like I, my family goes to, we have a, a AAA a baseball team in our hometown it's about 30 minutes away and if we're going to go watch a game it's going to be 30 minutes there three to four hours uh watching a game 30 minutes back it's a good chunk of your day Uh, and then even if you're just sitting down to watch it on the tv sports games tend to last some time uh, especially at the professional level i think that there's a something to consider there of how much time do you spend with god a week compared to how much time you spend with sports a week yeah and that's Uh, I mean, especially pertinent if, you know, if you're not really viewing it as as time to to spend. Mm-hmm. I think I think the easiest application is in fellowship with, you know, brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ mm-hmm. enjoying Which this in, game. Yeah. In that case, I think that there is uh, beneficial time there. Uh, definitely. But it, it's not the same as studying the Bible together. It's not mm-hmm. the same as even I would say getting out into nature and being led into praise of God because of the glory of creation together. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that can happen too uh, with sports. Like, you know, you see something truly amazing, some incredible physical feat be performed mm-hmm. in front of you. And I think you can be led into praise of, wow, God has made someone able to do that. That mm-hmm. is incredible. Wow, isn't God great? Yeah. Um, I think that's actually the healthy response mm-hmm. uh, to to sports in A general. Un- uncommon response, but yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Uncommon, but I think that's the most appropriate way to view it, actually. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't really want to touch on the Sabbath too much. Um, yeah, there's there's a ton. I think there's a ton there. Uh, that's maybe another episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll like so quick blurb. I think the Sabbath is super important. I'm not certain that it has to be on Sunday every week. I think it's important for us to keep a personal and communal Sabbath. I think that how we define what is work and what is worship very deeply affects how we treat the Sabbath. I agree. Uh, and how how to define it and what we do to keep it. I was I was talking in generalizations, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe is not always good, but yeah. can't be very useful. <laughs> yeah. So for, I mean, for something like this, I was uh-huh. just kind of getting at that. Typically people have a Sunday off. That's mm-hmm. typically when church services are held. It's a very natural time to use as that, you know, communal worship mm-hmm. and then setting aside time for God. And I do tend to, lean towards saying 
well, maybe we ought to at least consider giving God the rest of the day too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, one morning. Yeah, if all you do on your day much. of worship is go to church for an hour and a half, then you've devoted 10% of your day or, you know, 20% of your day. And the other 80% is. 10% of your day, one day a week. <laughs> it's not a lot of your time. <laughs> yeah, is God really worth that little? And is sports, these sports that you're watching, that I'm watching on Sundays, yeah. I should really phrase it that way. These sports that yeah. I'm watching on Sundays, are they really worth that time more than mm-hmm. God is? Yeah. Um, I always think it's most important to challenge ourselves with those sorts of things. So I'm doing that with myself. Um, I'm challenging myself in that way. And then even with kids, you know, kids sports leagues, I think it's really unfortunate when kids get pulled out of church for these sports because they happen to be on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I played sports on Sundays growing up. I missed church. I missed it when I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I was glad to play the sports, but if there was another league I could have been in that wasn't on Sundays, Man, I would have preferred that. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So we have run out of time. There was more we wanted to cover. We're going to do another episode on it at some point. But the ethics and morals involved with injuries and the injuring of other people and kind of allowing it to happen by supporting the sport monetarily uh, and how, how we deal with all of that as a Christian. Concussions and all those sorts of things are very interesting but we just don't mm-hmm. have time to cover that in this episode. So we will get to it in a future episode. Sorry to cut it off like that. We'll get to it at some point. So yeah, we think sports are worthwhile, but not at the cost of, you know, relationship with God mm-hmm. or with other people. Basically, that's my position. And I think Joe's too. Yep. So uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate that. We really do. If you know anyone who you think might benefit from this or, or even just enjoy it, we encourage you to share it with them. We're doing this because we think it's important. And we want to facilitate conversation happening uh, within the church body. So please discuss, enjoy, get back to us. Uh, we'd love to dialogue with you. This has been Theology of Everything. I'm Nate. I'm Joe. Thanks for listening.